welcome to Edmonton. And Thank you. Great weather so welcoming exciting. us today. Well, you know, what can I say? We got here safely, so yes. that's always a bonus. So you're touring around Alberta. You head to Slave Lake tomorrow and Grand yeah, Prairie. Really excited about that. I haven't been up there in uh, in a long time. I've been touring since 1989, and, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, it's just always really fun to get north of Edmonton and. You know, the northern half of every province is where the action is, Definitely. actually. <laughs> so um, you've got a new uh, single out, the Hotbox Girls and Heavy. Yes. Are you doing any new albums that are going to come out? Are you working on anything? Oh, we are. We've been working on a new record for a couple of years. Um, you know, here and there, I did a book in, uh, my book came out in 2016, so that took up a lot of time away from the studio. And we did two national Canadian tours around the book. And so doing the, doing the new songs, um, putting singles out, seemed to be a good consolation prize in a way. Uh, but when we are finished with Grand Prairie, we fly back to Toronto and basically go straight into the studio. Oh, wow. For three weeks and finish the record. So 2019 is our, our goal. So what's the one thing that you do to start your day? What's the one thing that you have to have or have to do in the morning? Uh, you know, I wake up ahead of everybody else always, and I've always been that way. Um, I just like having time to myself. And um, whether it's uh, having tea or eating by myself or doing, getting to do yoga or go work out with weights, um, I just find that if I start my day like that consistently, everything else will run smoothly. I notice you do a lot of SPCA awareness and things like that. Mm -hmm. Do you have pets at home? Uh, well, I had a Bichon uh, and for 10 years until she died in 2008. And then my Maltese uh, was 17 when he died. Oh. And he died five years ago. 30 days after my dog croaked, I met my husband. Oh. And his personality is the same as my dead dog. He bites, he growls, he won't let me pick him up. He eats rice and meat. He just, it's so funny how similar they are. Um, and you know, I've always been interested in uh, animal wellness and welfare, obviously as a pet owner. Um, but as far as uh, having the ability through Facebook or Twitter, any social media, it's so easy for us to share uh, information and awareness and encourage everybody to be compassionate with animals. It just is the easiest thing for anyone to do. And you advocate for the blankets for pets. Anything, yeah. anything, anything I can do to help. I particularly am um, fond of senior animals. Mm -hmm. uh, there's an organization out of the States called Muffins Halo, uh, which uh, provides equipment for blind animals. It's like a little bumper oh, that goes and so they don't bump into things, especially for vulnerable animals that are new to blindness through mm -hmm. surgeries uh, or glaucoma or something like that. Very common so, in elderly yeah, dogs. They, they got on my radar and uh, another organization is called Red Rover mm -hmm. in America and they actually have a database in American cities. I think we should start it here in Canada where they provide uh, very discreet little business card size cards um, that list pet friendly women's shelters. Oh, perfect. That you can basically have available in women's bathrooms. If, if someone's going to flee domestic abuse, mostly if you have a pet at home, 
they're less likely apt. to leave. That's right. Yeah. And so just stuff like that. I just think it's so important to, to share those those societies and organizations. And it's a great thing to put your name behind and get that knowledge out there. Mm -hmm. awesome. Oh, absolutely. Um, so what advice would you give to somebody that's starting out in the record business or doing acting that you started out doing or things like that? I would tell anybody who wants to be an entertainer to just keep at it, keep entertaining. Mm -hmm. So many times, even in my, in my first 10 years, I wanted to quit and go back to university so many times and I didn't. It seemed like uh, it would never happen for me. I couldn't get a record deal in Canada. Um, I slept in the van with the band until oh like, you know, until the Spaceman video was out. I mean, we, and we already had videos out where we had records out. It takes a long time. And I think that the, the key to anybody's success, whether you're a, anything, a restaurant owner, a massage therapist, whatever you do, uh, I think if you just always remember to never give up and never quit. You're going to be successful. It doesn't matter how old you are. You will eventually find success. And you'll find happiness along the way. And stick with it. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're worth waiting for, right? <laughs> Anything. And plus, if you enjoy doing it, then it's it's not a chore to keep doing it. Mm -hmm. You know? It's like buying lottery tickets. People still buy lottery tickets and go through the week, you know, happy-go-lucky. They don't lament that they didn't win last Friday and maybe next week <laughs> that's, right. that's all it is and it's the same in any business definitely mm -hmm. do you have any funny stories that have happened to you on the road oh or my goodness yes <laughs> I have a million stories um I don't know like uh, days like today when we're driving in treacherous conditions for example or you know that I have to make the band get up early to leave to go do presser radio when we were uh, when I was a young artist, I had to do all my press from phone booths. There was no cell phone. So I had to pull over at a designated time, wait for the right time to call the radio station or whatever it was, and the band would have to sit in the van and wait, you know. <laughs> and, I mean, we had we started out, there was no computers, no cell phones, nothing. We had to rely on fax machines at the hotel if we got one. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's just... It's fun now because it's just so easy mm -hmm. and people are, um, we rely on technology uh, so much like it's a utility for us now, like electricity is. You're stuck to your cell phone. You are. And that's how we're connected. That's how I was able to get traffic reports. That's how I can, you know, email with the, with the club promoter when we're en route or anything. It's so, and also advertising, you know, through social media, we used to have to mail you know, print posters and roll them up and mail them to the club and hope that they hire someone to go put posters around the club to tell people you're coming. Now you can put it on your Facebook page. Definitely. And it's a way to get all the knowledge out. That's right. You know, your tour is posted. That's right. <laughs> um, so what was your first musical influence that you remember? Uh, you know, because I didn't want it, I never had a dream of being a singer or anything mm -hmm. like that. I just liked the same things my sisters liked uh, growing up. My older sister had the first Motley Crue record, and uh, that blew my doors off. And uh, <laughs> my boyfriend, when I was in grade 8, bought me a Judas Priest record, uh, Unleashed in the East. It was a, a Japan live, live uh, album. And um, then, of course, Madonna and Prince had videos on a television and after 10. the first video you ever saw in your life were, were those artists and it was you know it was it just made you dream and, and just 
I guess, I don't know, marvel at that, at how interesting and cool they were. And yeah, my mother couldn't control us girls after we got into music and the especially after and video. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's just, but it was serendipitous, you know, really wonderful. So what would be your go-to music today? What do you have on your iPod or? Well, you know, I have, I never have an opportunity to listen to stuff except when I'm working out. Right. And so I tend to really oscillate. Uh, the end of my workouts is always going to be stuff like Krishna Das or any Jai Utal is another one I really love. Anything that is meditative or like bhajans or something, I love it. Uh, and then to work out, I usually listen to the same things all the time. And I mean, for like six months. I'll listen to the Rihanna record when I'm lifting weights, or I'll listen to Kylie Minogue, or I'll listen to anything that has an upbeat. Or, yeah, yeah. Because I'm going by the rhythm. Yeah, yeah. motivating. Yeah, I don't really listen to Slipknot or Pantera or Slayer unless I'm riding my bike or with my band. Getting into that groove. That's right. Yeah, gotcha. So if you had one person that you could do a duet with, the ideal person, live or dead, who would you want oh, to sing wow. with? Oh, wow. I don't even know who that would be. I always wanted to do a punk rock version of Endless Love. Oh, wow. And uh, I don't know who the the other the other voice would be, to be honest with you. I can't imagine. Um, yeah, I don't know who it would be. You could think of anybody. You know, I used to think of Henry Rollins or, you know, all these all these guys that I thought were like, the epitome of cool, tough guys. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and now I find as I'm getting older, um, I like everybody equally. So I, I don't know. Any, you can, whoever would do it is probably who I would do it with. But yeah, Endless Love, punk rock version, I think would be a great duet. Oh, someone. that would be good. Yes. Yeah. I think that would be one. Yeah. What's the one thing that you're the most proud of? Uh, well, to be honest with you, it's probably surviving breast cancer um, and not that I think that it was such an accomplishment because I don't really think that I accomplished anything greater than any other cancer patient. I met so many women and continue to volunteer with women who ha have to work full-time during treatment. They have to, you know, or they have four kids that they have to take on the bus to get their chemo and I, and I always, uh, I just think that it's incredible uh, what people can go through and what they can survive. Uh, so I, it's something that I wear like a medal of honor and, uh, sure. and I never forget it or take it for granted. I feel very happy that I was able to live in Canada at the time and get treatment and so far be cured. Knock on wood yeah. for sure. So for your set list tonight, mm -hmm. are you going to be keeping true to the old stuff or you got some new stuff you're going to play tonight oh we try and do both i find that the truth is i can't play a show without spaceman yes uh people They'll demand it. <laughs> it i have to play i love myself today i have to play lucky i have to play tango shoes mm -hmm. you know so having a repertoire over you know 25 years worth of songs really it has to be a good blend with a couple of new things peppered in uh, they really don't care and the truth is people actually really don't care all that much about hearing new songs They come to the shows. They just really want to hear their favorite song and uh, I, I know that's true It's true for all of us when we go see a concert. So we'll, we'll definitely make a good blend I just have one I can throw in was there a specific moment in your career where you're on the road or you're playing your events and like obviously you said sleeping in a van 
he kind of looked on stage to your band members and he said, wow, you know, we finally made it like to my goals. Like, was there that pivotal moment in your career where you kind of knew that this was it? Like, this is what I want to do. Oh, wow. I've had a life. million of those moments. Wow. I think that when my dad was able to see me on The Tonight Show okay. with Jay Leno, which was like, I don't know, 99 or something like that, I could have died happy. Because I thought, okay, finally my dad's going to stop harassing me to go back to university. Because his friends watched The Tonight Show. So I was like, this is great. Oscar De La Hoya was another guest. I got to sit on the couch. You know, it was the whole thing. And the first thing that he said was, well, you talk too fast and people are going to think you're on drugs. <laughs> I thought, Dad, I'm not on drugs. Like, oh my God. But it, it, was, uh, it will always be one of those moments where I thought, this is it. And since then, so much has, I've gone on to do four more records after that and, you know, now working on another one. And it's just like, oh my God, it's just been so, so much fun. So many moments. Where were you the first time you heard your song on the radio? I was in Vancouver. It was 1994. And uh, the song was actually My Whole Life, which wasn't even a single. Mm -hmm. And it was played on commercial radio. College radio, we had been... Uh, in our punk bands and stuff, we were accustomed to hearing it on college radio and, and the different punk stations. But when it was on, like, regular people radio, it was 1994, and I was just blown away. But we also were given the advance warning. We were told when they were going to play it. Like, we knew when they, we all listened. We crowded Tune around the in. radio. <laughs> yeah, and now they don't, it, it's not the same. The formats are all different, and a lot of people get their music in different ways, so... It's just changed. And rock radio in Canada has changed very much. Uh, so it's hard, you know, for an artist like me, I'm very lucky. I can have recurrent plays with old songs, but it would be very hard for a new artist to get played on regular radio today. Definitely. They it's say a lot you of have, competition. Yeah, they say you have to get a song in a commercial in order yeah. to get recognized. Yes. Yeah. So moving forward now, like what's next for you? What's your, your next move? What are you looking forward to? You mentioned you got some album, yes. album coming up. Yeah, we're doing a new record um, right now, finishing it up for 2019. And I've got another book in the works and uh, we're doing a documentary. So next year is already going to be kind of busy and we're really excited about it. I never, I don't know, I'm always really optimistic. Um, you know, I'll always find a way to eat. Yeah, <laughs> that's all I, I know I'll find a way to eat. Uh, and it's, it's been fun. We moved to Toronto this year and uh, that's weird. You know, living there from Vancouver is so different. Mm -hmm. um, but we're having a ball. Your favorite artist that you played with on stage, like most memorable person, like you've oh. backed up a lot of. Oh, wow. We played with so many different bands over the years. I've toured with the cult and uh, really uh, had so much admiration for those guys, uh, especially when I was young. I toured with Ian Asbury when he was doing the Holy Barbarians in 96 and then. After that, we were able to get a couple of shows with the cult, and that like blew my mind for sure. And uh, any of the other stuff that I've done, uh, we've toured with Alter Bridge uh, in the UK and been able to be share the stage with bands like The Prodigy in Germany. And it's just I have so much admiration for those bands, and uh, I'm such a huge fan. Uh, that I fangirl out every time. I don't act very cool. Just fangirl. Is there anything you want to promote or? Bring uh, no, it's just that we're excited to be playing these shows. Ferdie Belland is the new bass player for us, and uh, it's just been amazing. We're just having a really good time. 
Uh, so currently the lineup is Chico Miss O'Malley is my drummer and uh, you know I've been playing together for a couple years and um, Steve Snake Allen is my husband of course the guitar player and we've done he does all the acoustic shows with me as well and um, Bertie Belland uh, started with us this fall and uh, he's a, a friend of Steven Chico's already so it's just shenanigans constantly. It's just always laughs and shenanigans. Can't get anything done. Nobody's serious. And yeah, it's a lot of fun.